Welcome to Out of Home Insider, the first podcast for media and marketing executives that connects the relationship between offline attention and driving conversion. My name is Tim Rowe, and for the past three years, I've been interviewing guests about their unique experiences in bridging this misunderstood and undervalued opportunity for brands to create alchemy in the real world. And today's episode is the perfect follow-up to last week's conversation about using the metaverse to sell out of home, because today's guest is Eric Kabishto. Eric is the CTO and co-founder of Lucid Technologies, a startup that has solved trafficking digital creative in a way that capitalizes on the best parts of dynamic digital capabilities while giving brands maximal control over being able to blend traditional, guaranteed buying with some of the bells and whistles that make programmatic attractive. We talk about the technology in this episode, and Eric even outlines use cases for agencies and media owners alike, which I think you'll really enjoy. But the parts I want to call out specifically for you are around Eric's unique insight about where internet advertising came from in the mid-90s to where it is today and how that timeline overlays with where Out of Home is now. We talk about the completely underfunded conversation that is feedback and collaboration and how to create useful feedback loops to actually get what you want. The big idea I asked you to consider last episode was how do you show something that needs to be felt? And I want to carry that idea over to this conversation because it's an installment in that concept. But I also want to ask you to consider this. How can you be an even better collaborator with your technology partners? How can you commit to providing more direct feedback, like quantity, clarity, so that the technology being built is ultimately what suits your needs? So without further ado, let's go. Welcome, everybody, to the Out of Home Insider Show, a podcast like no other, hosted by the one and only Tim Rowe. Get ready to have some knowledge dropped on you and to be entertained because nothing's more valuable than food for your brain. So sit back, relax, we're about to dive in as the best industry podcast is about to begin. Eric Kabishta, thank you so much for being here. We were talking in the lead up that the episode with Gina Gordon, your co-founder over at Lucid, is uh, is tracking to be the number one most listened to episode. So if you're hearing this, we got to help Eric out. You got to share this right away. We're going to try to create as much momentum and uh, and then we'll just keep everybody posted online. Eric, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. For sure. It's going to be a, a cool conversation because I think that we're going to get to talk a little bit about your background and and what it's like building technology in out of home, which is, you know, obviously it's advancing at a very rapid pace. But, you know, where it is on kind of a timeline of advertising history is interesting. So really looking forward to that. And then there's some new product out by Lucid. Uh, but for anyone that doesn't know or didn't hear that episode with Gina, just remind folks who is Lucid and what do you guys do? So in general, we're, we're a company. We make a, a software platform called Lucid um, that, is, that is designed to make um, controlling your billboards easy. That's that's really, in a nutshell, that's what it's about. Um, we, we make software that makes it easy for clients, advertisers, the people with the ads on the boards to control those ads and change them and update them. Uh, in lots of different ways, whether that's data feeds or whether that's manual or whether it's with our Instagram-like interface for posting, it's it's all uh, about making it easy for them to advertise on billboards. Yeah. Easy control in a really, really modern way and with some cool features. You know, The inventory feeds is something that I know we talked about uh, on the first episode with Gina 
Um, and yeah, you guys, I think are doing some of the really, really cool work inside of the space, but take us back before, before you and Gina started Lucid, like where were you in the world? You weren't doing anything in out of home. I don't think what, what were you doing before this? Well, okay. Let me see. Well, I mean, if I go back, if I go back far enough to the nineties, um, let's go all the way back to the nineties are in again. Let's go back to the nineties. We can go back that far. Yeah. Um, so I got my first technology job. I think I was, I think I was 20 years old and I went to work for a, a, a call center company in Bismarck, North Dakota uh, called Sykes Enterprises. Um, and at that time, uh, Sykes is long, has, has since been bought out, but, uh, Sykes Enterprises at that time was doing customer support, technical support for clients like, uh, Microsoft, um, uh, and, uh, Gateway Computer Corporation and, and things like this. So I got my first job there working, uh, doing tech support for Gateway Computers. Um, and this is in 19, this is like, I think it was the summer of 95 is when I started there. Um, it's like a so, Brian Adams song. Yeah. <laughs> I started there when Windows 95 released, like right at the same time Windows 95 released. Um, I remember watching the launch, you know, launch party of Steve Ballmer. Like you've probably seen the famous launch party dancing of Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer. I watched that. So I, I think, so it's, it's, you know, if I go all the way back to the nineties, I got my start in the tech, uh, in tech in the call center business. And I sort of like worked my way up to that company. Um, by the time I left it in, in, in 2004, I was a global account manager managing operations in uh, the Philippines uh, and India, and then some in the U.S. as well. Uh, we were in Oregon and, and, and North Dakota. Um, but my, I, I wasn't a software developer there. I was, I was, I was a tech, and I was a training manager, and then I was a an account manager, global account manager. Um, but I was not a a programmer. However, when I was a kid, I had taught myself to program on our home computer using basic, right? So that's where I got my programming start. And in my job at Sykes, I never had the tools I wanted. Like I, 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 we were doing stuff that was manual that I knew that could be done better. Like, you know, stuff that would take an hour of data entry. I know could have been done with, with, with scripts or with programming or whatever. Um, so I, I just taught myself how to program. And the reason was because I needed to make my job easier. And that's really what it was. That's what programming for me really was at that time. Um, making my own job easier and making other people's jobs easier. Um, and so that's where I got my start in programming. And so I left that company to start a consulting company doing, uh, doing programming. I really, uh, I was getting tired of the travel. I was spending a lot of time overseas, a lot of time in India and the Philippines, which is neat to visit once or twice, but going there a lot was, was difficult on me and my family. So, um, I, I started my own uh, consulting company. Um, that sort of grew into consulting with a, uh, uh, another a local company that had sort of this online classified website that had just gotten started. Anyway, if, if you think back to like 95, when I started with, with Sykes, what the internet was like in 1995, I don't know how old you are, Tim, but I mean, internet. I don't think I was on the internet in 1995. Like I'm third. I just had a birthday. I'm 37. So, right. I really got onto the internet, I guess in probably middle school, which would have been 97, 98. So, I mean, 95 even predates that. Right. Yep. Um, and, you know, to, to put that in respect to my first business trip I ever took uh, was to go to I went to the Microsoft campus in Seattle for a training class on Internet Explorer version four. Right. So this, this was my first <laughs> business trip I ever took was for this training class, a three day training class. on this You now problem. get that training course on VHS on eBay. Yeah, I'm sure I could find it somewhere. But the, here's the amazing thing about that. 
that browser was the first time HTML could be dynamic, which means you could look at a web page and it could change while you wow. were looking at it without having to refresh the page. It was like the first like dynamic HTML it was called. That was our big thing with Internet Explorer 4. Um, and it, and it, and, and it was dynamic HTML that completely changed the internet. It turned it from just somewhere to maybe see news and pictures to something you could interact with and it made it alive. Interact with it, all of a sudden it exploded. And it was right after that, that the dot-com boom went boom, huge because all these websites were developing because of all this new technology that allowed them to do that. Now there was the crash we all heard about, but um, but yeah, so I, I was like right in the middle of all that. Like I, I sort of lived through the dot-com boom and lived through all the tech that was involved in all that. I was a beta tester for Windows 98. I mean, just like all this cool stuff with wow. Microsoft, uh, back in the day. So Microsoft was the main account I worked on for most of my time, um, at, at, uh, working at Sykes and working with Microsoft. It was, it was pretty great, great time. I kind of look back on it like, God, that was cool. You know, so you rode like the, the early internet wave and you got through the dot-com bubble um and and what happened after that um so i left the company uh in 2004 started a consulting company doing like business app programming basically for local businesses you know not making much money um and then there was a local website in bismarck and it was called bizman online and it was like craigslist but in bismarck so like Craigslist was kind of new then. And there was like, a, this site was just Bismarck's Craigslist. It like Craigslist never really got. There it. were tons of them, right? There were like, classified sites everywhere. Yes. So like this little website, you know, and it had, you know, I had a decent amount of traffic at that time. And I sort of met up with the guy that owned it. And, and I sort of like looking at stuff and I'm like, you know, I think we can make more money on this website. That's really what I thought at that time. Like, God, I think I know that another week. So I made a deal with him. We made a deal. And uh, I, I essentially worked for Bizman Online from about 2006 uh, until 2019. Um, and that's where I met Gina because uh, we hired her as a sales exec right out of college in 2009. So wow. that's when I met Gina. Gina became the director of sales at Bizman Online. Um, I was the technology director there. Um, and then we both left the company in, in 2019 and we started this company. So. And here we are. All right. So, so how did you end up deciding we want to go build technology for out of home? Accidentally is how we was how that happened. Um, it's typically the the way, unless you're born into it, it seems yeah. to be by accident. Uh, in a nutshell, um, when we started our company, we were going to focus on automotive solutions, automotive sort of advertising inventory solutions, like taking cars, putting them on the internet, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and making software to make that easy to do. That's like, I was thinking about how to make it easy. Um, and we, I just sort of stumbled on this idea. I was, the story is, is I was sitting at a Taco John's drive-thru. Taco John's is like Taco Bell. I don't know if you have Taco John's out there. We don't have Taco John's, but damn, I wish we had a Taco John's. Yeah. And I think that 98% of the listening audience is going, I want a Taco John's yeah, in my neighborhood. So I'm there, I'm sitting there with my wife and waiting to get some tacos. Uh, she was, and uh, um, and uh, I'm looking at this billboard, this is digital billboard, and it's like flipping through the ads. And I'm sitting there waiting in line, just watching this thing, you know. And then I saw I saw an ad for a radio station come up, and that radio station ad said, "Now playing whatever song." I think it was a Billie Eilish song, might mm. have And I'm like, "Wow, okay." I, I was like, honey, "Emily, honey, turn on the radio," you know. We, or turn it to 96.5, or whatever the station was, you know. 
she turns turns it there. Sure enough, that's the song that's playing. I'm like, and it like just like instantly, it was like these things are connected to network. Like you can control these things. You can put data on them. Like it all like sort of flowed into my instantly. Like okay, I get it. These digital billboards are connected to networks. Obviously, I don't know why I didn't put that together before, but obviously they're connected to data, and you can you can change the data on that board in real time. That's like what hit my head at that point. I called Gina that night, and I maybe it was a text. Well, let's say it was a call. <laughs> the story's back. It's a it, yeah. It's a call. It's a call for for as long as we're telling the story. It's a yeah. Call. So I said, uh, I let's. I think we can let's put cars. Let's put these cars on billboards. And she's like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, like these digital board. I think that we could like generate the creatives automatically and and put them on the billboards." So we talked about this idea and how we would like do that. We didn't know anything about billboards. We knew nothing about them other than we've seen them. We didn't know anything about. <laughs> We didn't know anything about the the like the software, the hardware, the companies. We we really didn't even know anybody, anybody, anywhere. But that was an iDigital sign. That was the name of the company, iDigital, um, which is the billboard company in North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, and they only have digital signs. So uh, I was able to. Uh, we called somebody there. They they thought we wanted to buy billboards. So like they're like, yeah, we'll talk to you because they thought we were in, you know trying to buy billboards. And, uh, and then I was able to like pitch this idea to them. Um, and okay. The salesman was like, okay, well, I don't know. Let me talk to my boss. And so I was able to get on the phone with, with the boss and say, I want to, I want to see if I can connect an auto dealer to this billboard, their cars, you know, and I really like talk through this idea. And, and I said, and we just want to do this for free just to see if we can make this work. So we called an auto dealer uh, in town that we knew and said, Hey, for, we want to put your cars on a billboard for one week for free. Oh yeah, sure. That sounds cool. Um, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, we had already had uh, the software we had started building already was connecting to the inventory system. So we had the data already. Um, what we built then in that, in, a, in about a month or two was, was the tools that converted that data into creatives, right? On templates and stuff. Mm. So we connected it all up. We started the campaign. Um, I, I, I was able to talk to the software vendor, it was apparatus, and uh, we were able to to get this hooked up on the back end. Um, it was really rudimentary, but you know we got it hooked up. And I drove down Washington Street. I, I parked there and I looked at the sign and I'm like, there it is. There's there my go. app. There's the app. Oh, and there's the next one. Ah, oh, it's a different it car. It fucking works. works. Let's go. Like, it worked, you know? And uh, I thought Gina was in tears almost when we saw that. Like we thought, ah, yes. It's a huge awesome. moment. It was yeah. Huge, it was a huge moment. Um, so we proved from a technology standpoint that it worked, but at that point we had a lot of work to do because all we had was this backend connection. There was no way to control it, to, uh, to do anything like, like normal with it, you know? Okay. So that's when we decided, okay, now it's time to really build this out. It's, it's time to decide what our app is going to look like and build out an app. We got to make it so they can control it. We started, you know, we started really building it out. And then over time, you know, the feature set of the app grew. It became more than an automotive app. It became a creative management app um, for controlling your billboard creatives. So yeah, it's for auto dealers and auto fee and feeds and it's for real estate and, and whatever. But it's really for anybody that wants to be in charge of their own creatives on that billboard. And, it, and it's not necessarily programmatic. It can just be with the contract you have with your out-of-home company. I mean, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. All we provide is the creatives. Um, so, yeah, so that's, so that's where it all – that's how it got started was, was, was that. I mean, 
I love founder stories. So thank you for sharing that with the audience. There's there's probably some budding founders out there that are are going through some of those same challenges and, and experiencing those same moments or looking forward to them themselves. So yeah. uh, and that's 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 where we are. Like that that is such a special thing about where out of home is and mm-hmm. something that we talked about a little bit is is just thinking about this on a on the timeline of history where out of home is and 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 you were there at day one of the internet so i mean you you tell me you tell me like where do you feel like out of home is uh on that timeline i feel that we're still in this special time um and and uh, and for for a couple of reasons um if you think about the digital boards themselves really like high quality great looking digitals 10 years, right? Over the last 10 years was where you start started to see these. And the ones that are coming out now are absolutely amazing. I was at a Timberwolves game about a month ago and the sign the, the screen in that building is like what I can't even like handle it. It's so huge. Crazy. Um, so anyway, it's like we we've really over the last 10 years imagine look at think of what the tech has done just on the hardware side, okay? The other thing that's happened during the last 10 years is the cell networks have gotten better. So, you know, we've gone now uh, uh, up to 5G networks, and now we can move that data across these networks without it being such a huge cost as it might have been 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, et cetera. Mm. So, so the networks have, have really matured to move the data. Um, the hardware has matured. But, what, what, but the biggest problem we think right now is the software. The software that that controls the billboards themselves, the software that runs on the billboards, um, that's where I think where the biggest like struggles are. A lot of signs come with the software that came with the sign. And that software originally was probably built for an on-prem sign. Like that's like, it's like, here, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to run eight ads. On, you know, are gonna, you're going to run a loop, right? Um, I'm a commercial real estate investor. I've got yeah. some retail space and I've got a, yeah. a digital sign and I'm just control. Maybe I've got a few slots in there for stores and, you know, grand opening or whatever, but it's not. It's not meant to be connected to the internet, the the, the network of, of right. things uh, right. that exist in the world. And, and, and I get it because at, at, at one point, the sign manufacturers are going to the billboard companies saying, hey, you should buy a digital sign. And they're trying to figure out like, well, how should this work? And they might have even asked the out of home, how would you like this software to work? Well, you, you take a company that's been selling static billboards, ask them how the software should work. They're going to say, well, what if we split it into eight spots? You know, or whatever. Like, let's let's just. There's a, that's a, I'm gonna I'm gonna link it in the in the show notes here. Um, Ian Dalimore, one of the early episodes of his podcast, Digital and Dirt. He, he they tell that story, and it's exactly it was exactly that. It was exactly that. It was okay. Well, what are we going to do with this thing? Well, we're just going to split it into eight shares. Like that's truly the story. And and yeah, I mean that makes sense. Like here's all I need it to do: allow right. me to traffic up to eight different creatives. Right. And 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 this is really a general software development like issue. And it's not just billboards. It's any it's any type of software. Let's say that the let's say the founders of of Instagram. We'll just use Instagram as an example. Let's say the founders of Instagram went to a group of people and said, we want to make a photo app. What would you like it to do? You would not have Instagram. Because what makes right. Instagram Instagram is the founder saying, this is what it, this is what we're going to make. And You'd then Flickr. Or yeah, right. Or whatever. So yeah, you might get Flickr, right. right. So <laughs> really this, 
the number one, it sounds crazy, but the, the one of the biggest mistakes that software companies make is asking their customer what features they want in the software. Mm -hmm. um, uh, because the customer has a really hard time viewing what the purpose of the software is beyond um, their, their, their worldview, right? Um, and, and it's nobody's fault. It just, that's just how people are. I would be the same way if somebody came up to me and said, how would you, you know, how would you like, uh, you know, if somebody said, how would you like your coffee cup to work? I would say, well, I already have a coffee cup and I don't need any other kind of coffee cup. Well, you know what I got for Christmas from Gina? I got a coffee cup that keeps my coffee warm all day, all day long. Right now, I would Gina have never thought, great I'd gift never thought of that. Yeah, great gift. But I would have never thought of that if somebody said, how, how could we make a coffee cup better? I'd be like, I don't know. The handles are, I think they're fine. I would have said, it's fine. Sure. Everything's fine with my coffee. It works. Cup. No need to mess with it. But now I have it's a coffee cup that keeps my coffee warm. It's, it's awesome. the Henry Ford, you know, they, they, they would have asked for a faster horse, right? Right. Sometimes you have to, right. It's, it's answering what is the job to be done. Mm -hmm. So as a technologist building in and out of home, that is at this kind of very interesting, uh, you know, intersection in time, mm -hmm. how do you get to that? How do you figure that out? How, how do you get to that? You, you have to, one of the things is it's really important is that, uh, people like us, come into the space. And, and, and the reason for that is, is because, and, and we're not the only one, there's tons of software companies in the out of home space that were not out of home people. And that's mm -hmm. really common. And the reason for that is because people not in the out of home space are bringing in ideas and innovation. Uh, they're saying, okay, Hey, industry, we see that you've been doing it this way for a long time. Why do you do it like that? And I wonder if there's a better way. And maybe there is, maybe there isn't. And then there's resistance because the out of, you know, the industry, no matter what the industry is, it's not just out of home, it's every industry has this issue. Always. The industry says, well, no, this is not how we do things. We do things like this. And then the newcomers are like, well, wouldn't it be better if it was like this? Um, and, and what you find is a couple of things. In some ways, the, the industry people are correct. Um, and, and the newcomers coming in and then they're saying, this is how you should do it but they don't have the full picture, right? So the newcomers um, maybe have a great idea, but but they might be not good at implementing and they might not be good at seeing how their idea really impacts that industry as a whole and what the good is and what the bad is and how to navigate all of that. So it's it's really complex. So you have lots of companies out there that are that are in this space. They, they weren't a lot of home people. They brought new ideas in and, and, it was, and it's difficult to get that moving. And eventually their original plan, original thought of what they were going to do is, has become maybe at the core the same, but vastly different as you started to get to the practical side of things. Right. So, um, I don't know where I'm going with this now. I think I, I sort of lost my train of thought, but I'm just sort of, no, 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 it's so good. It's so good because it, it's something that I had actually just talked about recently. Um, I've been going back and re-listening to all of the guest spotlight conversations like this, these one-on-ones re-listening and taking away and kind of downloading what are the what were the key takeaways what did what, like if i distilled that all the way down to a less than 10 minute version what would be the the high impact takeaway um and that was something that i i mentioned on a recent one about programmatic which is to me having sat on a few different sides of this right i i come from the sell side I worked for, you know, a, a, a 
really fast growing tech company. We went from a hundred thousand to ten million dollars in revenue in twelve months, and you know scaled up really fast. And right, did did a bunch of things and 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 got to build some technology along the way. And now to come back and have a proper seat at a great buy side specialist, like that perspective. What I see is there's not enough collaboration. There's not enough feedback taking place. There's a there's an expectation. Um, I think, you know, kind of from everybody, like this is the finished state. I'm not seeing a lot of people that are actively seeking feedback. I'm more frequently seeing and hearing, here's what it is. Here's what we have. Here's why you should use it the way that it is. And, and there's not, there's not really this kind of give and take. I don't see. Right. Do you see that? Do you observe that? Is that something that yeah. is just isolated to me and maybe maybe I need to punch out of my bubble. No, no, I think I think you're right. And um I, I think great ideas need to be like refined and implemented, right? Um and 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 for you to do that, you have to figure out what's working and, and what's not working, right? Um sometimes you stick you should stick to your guns. Sometimes you should say, this is yes. this is our vision. And you know, if 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 you if you try this, it's it's gonna work. And, and if you believe in that, you know, eventually you can get it, but you might find on the other side of it that you're doing some stuff wrong. Right. Um, and it's, and it's good to understand that. And the only way to know that is to see it from the other side and, and try to see what's happening when people are trying to use your product, your service or, or whatever it is. A really good example is programmatic because again, the programmatic stuff, a lot of it probably came from people that were in the internet side of things. Right. So they mm -hmm. saw the way that internet, uh, advertising was bought and sold. And they're like, we should just take this and move it to out of home. And it's not that simple. Um, not I think that simple. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, even in a perfect world, it's not that simple um, because it's such a different medium. But you take sort of sort of the, some of the core ideas, sort of some of the mechanisms of programmatic, and then you figure out how to apply that to this new medium and you build a new product. You, you, and you build, and then you will end up with the right product um, at some yes. point. Um, because we do know that the buyers would like would like to buy things in an easier way, um, and the sellers, you know, the people, the screen owners, they they want to make more money, um, but but it has to be executed uh, uh, correctly. And I don't think we always, I don't think we yet fully know the answers to all of those questions yet. Agreed. Um, and and it's because not all screens are connected up. I mean, it's because you have new screens coming online. How do you programmatically buy uh, uh, static inventory? I mean, there's a lot of like there's a lot of there's a lot of questions out there, and and I think that's what the interesting piece is is that um, companies are are going to come along and help solve these issues, and not one company will solve them all, and and there's, so there's not going to be like one out of home software company. That's that's just not how it how it works. You're going to have a lot of companies, a lot of software, and 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 as long as that software can work together, um, you're going to build this awesome ecosystem. Uh, and that's also, I think, is important that that software opens up their APIs uh, and opens up their their platforms for development and innovation. Um, so, so yeah, we think that's important too. It is a blue ocean. Uh, the internet. I think it's something like there's eight thousand. There's more than eight thousand marketing technology companies online. There are. There's not more. more. Actually, yeah, it's, it's prop right. It's. Yeah. <laughs> Out of home has and depends how you want to cut this number up less than seventy, mm -hmm. right? And if we really, really, you know, parse that out, you know, 
maybe it's a dozen. Mm-hmm. So there is plenty, uh, plenty of room for everybody to play here. I want to come back to the uh, to the importance of APIs there, um, but something that you mentioned a little bit earlier about anybody that wants to control their billboards. Mm-hmm. Can we break into that a little bit more? Like I'm I'm sitting over here representing a little bit of the buy side in this question of, all right, I've got lots and lots of digital bulletins that I'm buying. And one of the challenges is trafficking creative, making sure that it's live, right? Some of these things, is this something that would solve for that for me? Or is this just for media owners and, and sellers? I, I, part of it probably comes from what process you might be used to. So let's use an example of, um, we'll just use an example of a local small business. And that, and that business currently, they spend money on sort of online advertising. So there's a local marketing person and that person is taking the incentive creatives, making creatives and, and whatever. And they're publishing those to, to, you know, the online stuff, Facebook, or maybe it's, you know, Google or whatever. Um, and then they want to, and then they want to also, uh, then they have a billboard contract. Okay, let's say they've, they've already decided they want to buy out of home, right? Let's mm-hmm. say they're already an out-of-home customer. Um, and so now they have, like, they're on five billboards in their town. And they want to change their creative. The current process for most people is that they then email that to somebody. Mm-hmm. That, that's the most common process. Who emails it to somebody else who might then also have to email somebody else. Exactly. You know, an out-of-home company's got a, tra- a traffic person. That traffic person then traffics an ad with start and stop times uh, and whatever. Um, and, and let's say you spelled something wrong, you want to change it. Okay, now you got to email another one. Um, so that, that obviously that works. But, but what does that do? So that incentivizes the person not to send you new creatives because mm-hmm. it's, it's a pain in the butt. And, and the scheduler at your company, they don't want to load 27 creatives a week for a customer or whatever, no whatever the whim of that customer is. They don't want to be having that change all the time. Um, so anyway, so we feel like, you know, for some segment of, of advertisers, um, there's a group, there's a, there's a, there's a segment of them that would, that would maybe like to do it differently. Um, there are people that would rather just email their creative to somebody. We know that, right? So there, there's people, they don't, they just like their, they like their rep. They're just going to email the ad to their rep and that's what they want to do. At least it's not for that customer. Okay. Um, lucid, lucid is for the customer that would rather just control it themselves. So really what, what lucid then does is, um, I'm going to actually bring up one, but while I'm talking, so what, what yeah, lucid let's do it. I'm going to give you an example actually of, let me find this saloon here. I think we're going to get some live demo here. So if you're listening to this, I will link to the YouTube, uh, at this timestamp. I know that's a very sophisticated okay. maneuver by me, but um, I will so, come back, timestamp this, so you can see what Eric sh- yeah. uh, showing so, on the screen. Yeah, so let's maybe think about um, uh, let's think about um, how it could be done differently. You have an so that same company, you have an ad contract with um, your out of home company, and that ad contract has a start date and an end date. Right, it starts on February first. You're, you're, you bought three months and you're going to be on there for the next three months. Mm-hmm. What would be ideal for an advertiser that's already used to controlling their creatives is that the out-of-home economy just sets the parameters of that contract to say, hey, your contract is from this date to this date. And now here you use this app and you just 
put your creatives in there. And, and whatever you're putting in there and whatever you do is going to run during this time frame. Heck yeah. The process for everybody, right? Because it would simplify the process for the scheduler. The scheduler just sets the, the parameters of the contract, doesn't have to worry about creatives. Mm-hmm. The sales rep has sold the location, sold them on, on the idea of out of home, sold them on the traffic that's surrounding billboards, whatever. Um, so they've sold them on the idea. And now they don't have to message or manage creative anymore for this client that already wants to manage their own creative anyway, you know? Um, so what, what you get when you do that, I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to just show you this one sort of example I like to use. This is a pretty good example. So if you can see my screen here. We here in, can see in, your screen. It's a bar. This is like a bar and they have, you know, food and drink and events at this bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you look, they are updating and adding in ads whenever they want to. So look at these different ads. So this is when they posted these ads, the 4th, the 1st, January. And what 3rd. are we looking at right here? What viewer is this as if I'm the bar, the, the screen that I'm looking at right now? This is sort of a public feed of, of their page. Of just I just wanted to show like what the creatives look like kind of in a stream. That's what this Got is. Got it. So this is actually combining a couple of things. This is a, our system actually renders the ads for that customer on the billboard. That's what our Lucid XR product is. So, so this customer, not only do they post their ad, but then they can see what it looks like uh, in real life. And this is a Seinberg drone shot that was taken this winter. Actually, you can tell it was winter. Shout out Seinberg. The point I'm trying Great to Great reason to have Seinberg. So then you can have really cool tools like this that yep. make your stuff look awesome. Yep. So the point I'm trying to make is that this advertiser is changing all these creatives. The owner of this sign doesn't have to do any work. The owner of the sign sold the contract, is getting the money, and no longer has to do any work. Um, Which creates so much, as the customer, like the intrinsic value that having control over this creates. Now I can do, I mean, you just scrolled through, I don't know, a half dozen different creatives. And they may right. have the, some that aren't on there anymore, right? So, and, and ultimately, me as the the bar and restaurant owner, that's the that's what I would. Lo- if you sat down and asked me, what would you love to do with your billboard? Would, uh, the answer would probably sound like promote all the events I have going on here, so people come mm-hmm. here and spend money. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're able to do this. So that so the bar restaurant owner is controlling the billboard yep. from an app on their phone. Yep, exactly. Well, you might be using his desktop. You can use your desktop too. Um, Nice uh, flex there. We can we can do desktop and we can do the mobile app. This the, yeah, this is the desktop view you're looking at here. And um, and one of the things I liked about this too is like the the analytics and it's just like it's proof of play in real time, not real time, yeah. 28 days later in a 17 page PDF report. Exactly. Um, right. So you know hours. if it's up, if it's down. Yep. Are you able to set parameters? Like, can I can I day part different creatives? Are there are there you, things like that? Yeah, you can control like uh, you can control the dates and, and times of these creatives. So um, I won't do it on this live one, but um, when you're in here, there is an ability to sort of set some of those parameters. Yeah, like you might want this creative to stop, you know, at the end of the week. So in mm-hmm. fact, he did. He has this scheduled to stop at 9 p.m. on February 12th. It sure does. And he didn't have to call wow. his rep or the scheduling person at the company to say, can you run this ad and then stop it at 12 p.m., right? And this type of control is really, you know, it's it's funny, right? Because it gets floated around in different conversations. You know, out of home is like buying Facebook ads 
this is the most similar to buying Facebook ads that I've seen in a technological application for out of home because that's that's what it is, right? Like the it, it it's it's the ability to control different creatives and to turn them on and turn them off. Uh, targeting, you know, has mostly achieved parity. Uh, you know, across the industry, whether you're a geopath member or you're using some sort of planning tool and mm -hmm. right. Like, th but this is real control. This is definitely interesting. So how does this tie into Lucid XR? You mentioned it there for a second, but Lucid XR is, is a brand new thing and it's like free and I can use it. Like I, you sent me that one with the podcast on there. It's yeah, my, my computer is being really slow. I think the software, I'll tell you something about the software that you're using for this podcast. It might is slow it slowing down. you down? A little bit. But anyway, you can cut that oh, out. Oh, man. That's okay. Um, so <laughs> my computer is slow. He thinks I know how to edit stuff. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you two examples of, of Lucid uh, XR here. So um, I'm going to open up. Let's see here. Be the easiest way. I'm going to show you what it looks like if you just have never signed in to Lucid before. Go ahead and account. Um, we're going to go and okay. try it. Uh, let's say that you want to see what your ad is going to look like on a screen. And I'm going to pick one and we'll see how it looks. So uh, we and have these are here. real billboards. Yep. Let me bring, I'm actually going to go to uh, this Trilucid XR map, which gives me a nice little like little how to. But let me uh, we'll skip by this. There we go. So uh, let me, what, where do you live? I live in Hackettstown, New Jersey. Um, we don't have too many digital billboards out this way, but. Let's see what's nearby here. All right. So we'll come in here and let's just pick one. Let's see. What's this guy here? Yeah. So here, here's a billboard. Um, so. Okay. So I clicked. So I, so I clicked on that board. If I can click on a different one, and and what you're seeing here in this case is a Google Street View image of this billboard. So this is what it looks like from Google Street View. Um, so let's say I want to see what my ad's going to look like on that on that billboard. I just click Create Proof. It tells me the size. Uh, I'm going to choose uh, an ad. I'm just going to choose. Um, let's see here. How about here's. I'm just going to choose this logo. So I'm just going to put like this, this little image. So we see, you see, we, we give this cropper here, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I'm going to crop this kind of like this. We'll make it look. And then we're just going to see what that looks like. I'm going to say, I might have spelled that. So as far as steps goes, that's it. You click on the billboard, you click. So the step is upload your creative. Yep, that's it. And now it's there. So that's, so that's pretty cool. cool. Yep. That's, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's one random billboard. Um, now let's look at it um, in in a much nicer looking format. I'm going to show you. Uh, let me see here. Once I'm going to show. I'll just I'll use Bitware again because I know I know we have a shot. We have a bunch of Signbird images in here for a bunch of different uh, vendors. Um, nice. But I can get to the Bismarck one fastest. So we'll go. <laughs> I know that I know where that sign is. Um, so I'm going to tap on this one. Um, oh, that's a demo board. Let's get to the one behind there. I'll just use it. That's fine. I just have to set it as a demo. I'm going to put that same creative on here. 
and then we'll see what it kind of looks like as a sideburn shot. And you can see how much how much nicer awesome. that looks. Yeah, how much nicer that looks. So, so if I'm a media owner, if I'm a seller and my inventory's on here, who who's who's on there? Some there's some bigger quite a few companies yeah, on there, right? I don't know how many operators are on there. There's, I think we have about four or five thousand billboards altogether. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So either wow. way, there's a great opportunity to mock up creative on actual inventory. So that's that has applications for everyone. We'll yeah. link to that. Right, that's a public URL. Anyone can go there and do that. Yep. And so that's cool. You can do one board at a time that way. So we have this free version where you can just choose a board and you can choose a screen. You can create an ad on it. But the really cool stuff comes, um, and, and some of this is designed for agencies and account execs that work at out of home companies. So I'm going to proof up something on uh, some Durden billboards. So Durden's a company down in Southeast Alabama. Um, uh, they're a great company. I'm going to create a new account. I'm going to call it shout out to the Durden yes. out of home museum, the Netflix show coming soon. What's that? There's a museum. Bill Durden's got an incredible collection of old signage. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just think that it should be a Netflix show. Oh, I'm going to have to ask him about it. I You're going to have to ask. I'm going to have to get him on the podcast about, he's going to have to film it from live inside <laughs> the uh, <laughs> exhibition hall. Um, uh, so, so anyway, uh, I chose, you know, I hit ad proof. I typed your name in there. We're going to create an account. Um, and it's going to give me all of, this is Durden's inventory here. Okay. So I'm just going to, let's say I'm going to proof up. I don't know. We'll just, we'll just pick some. We're going to see how this looks. I'm going to choose a bunch of them. So this is a feature for me as a media owner now. Media owner or an ad agency that's then said, we have sort of a forthcoming agency product that's going to sort of help with this for ad agencies too. Um, but, Interested but yeah, right in hearing about that too. Yeah. Um, so now I'm going to, uh, I'm going to choose a, a creative. Let's see if I got something. I don't have all the good demo stuff. Let me go see. Gina always does the demos. So I'm always like behind on everything. So let me find uh, sales. Where is it? Where is it? Demo or oh, demo accounts. Uh, how about Postline auto? I just want a creative I can put on there. We'll just see how this looks. Um, so here's a creative. It's so what we're doing right now is is you've gone through Durden's inventory. You selected multiple billboards. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're now uploading just one creative, and you're and we'll um, see how it looks. Yeah. All right. All right. We're gonna hopefully we're gonna have mockups here for multiple billboards in one click of the button. Yeah. We will. We'll, we'll see what happens. Drum roll. Um, so now. I think one thing that we all know about out of home is that uh, sizing is a really big issue. You have uh, lots of different sizes, lots of different ratios. Um, so I chose a random set of sizes. So we're going to probably we're going to see what happens with those random random set of sizes. So it's far, disclaimer. So far, it doesn't look bad. Look at that. Looks good so far. Yep. So you can see that on all these different. Now on some of them, it's it's a little squished in, but mm-hmm. for the purposes of doing a quick demo for a client. Mm-hmm. You could just take the logo and put it on the billboard and say, hey, this is what it's going to look like. And look at that. So sure. we just proofed this up. So now this, now we, I made this page and now uh, I'll hit share and I'm going to copy that link and I'm going to, I'll email it to you. Uh, so now you're okay. taking that, that mock-up experience and me 
the client, you're going to just send that over and mm-hmm. I can look at my yep. mocked up creative on all of your inventory. And I might come down here and I might say something like, Tim, we chose these locations because they are right by your um, so now I can add some additional info to this proof custom kind of for, for this specific customer if I want to. Um, the cool thing is, is, is now that customer, they can look at it, they can approve it, whatever they want. The cool thing is, is now um, when I come in here, this campaign and this account is now already set up in Lucid. Mm-hmm. So let's say that that customer says, yep, I, 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 I love it. I, I want to go. Um, so then all, all I have to do is, number one, I can click here to link player. And now I can link my, in this case, during uses blip player, I can now mm-hmm. link the player up to this campaign and it'll start serving these creatives to that player. So, I mean, and then let's I'm going to come in here and say, okay, so I made that proof up for Tim. So I'm going to invite him. Is it Tim dot, what's your email address? T-Row. Tim, now T-Row. I'm going to get all sorts of emails. T-Row. Is it O-D-N? It is. That agency? It oh, is. no. Oh, sorry, Tim. It's okay. If you email me, you just have to you have to reference the podcast and tell me that you shared it with one other person. <laughs> so now I'm going to make you a user of this account. Um, and what will happen is you're going to get an invite and, and, and you can then log in and now you can start adding your own creatives because now I've just given you access to control your own creatives. And now everything's... everything's so now well. I can... My marketing director has it, the you know graphics designer has access to it so i it's it's done it's off my plate i'm not having to do this this personally right right i continue to just believe in lucid as a company and this technology because these are the barriers these these are the things that advertisers want to do these are the things that brands want to do um and and you're solving that and and I think that that's important work. We're, we're trying to. Um, and if you think of what we just did there, we really created in just a couple of minutes, we created a, a campaign, we created a system uh, that your clients can log into, they can get their analytics, your scheduling guy, per, gal or, guy or gal can schedule that campaign. You don't have to get your uh, uh, graphic designer involved if you don't want to. I mean, a lot of stuff is happening with just a few simple steps. Um, and, and we think it's cool. So I so, agree. I think it's cool. Beyond LucidXR, we just think LucidXR is a tool we built to help. The reason we built LucidXR is so your advertisers, when they're using Lucid, can see what their ad's going to look like. And we think that that's really, really important. They can see it. It's real. Yeah. Let's say that that you're you're an agency and you're buying ads and you live in like, you know, Milwaukee and you're buying ads for a customer in in Chicago. Don't you want to know what that billboard looks like? Yeah, you do. Yeah. And so does your client. They want to know what these things are going to look like. Um, and not just the billboard, not just like a picture of the billboard with somebody else's ad on it. No, you you want to see what your ad's going to look like. And the reason why that's so important is because most people cannot visualize what their content is going to look like somewhere else. Like if you said, look at that billboard, imagine what your logo would look like on there or your ad. Most people can't mm-hmm. do it. They're like, oh yeah, I bet it would be. It would be really, really cool. But they really they can truly feel can't it, but they it. can't see it. Exactly. So 
if in two seconds you can just create a quick proof with all the screens on it and show it to them, why wouldn't you do that? And in fact, yeah. do you think that that would help you sell that ad? If it's going to help you sell the ad. It's going to help you make Guaranteed more to Guaranteed. sell more ads. You will sell more. Shane Hutton, Tasty Ad, said it. He said, spec art sells more ads. And you know what? I think live mock-ups, it's the same category. It's the same yeah. thing. Like, put it... Put it in front of people. Yeah. And if you think about why spec art, there's a lot of companies that don't do spec art. And do you know why that is? It's because it's a pain in the butt. So why are you having your graphic designers do all this spec art? Just take their logo, put it on a white background in Canva and put it on a billboard. That'll get you far enough. Um, and, and, and now the customer can visualize their logo and, you know, on, on the billboard itself. Then you can work on creative. But you sell them the location, sell them the idea. The idea of their logo being on that billboard, show them what that looks like. Then you can make a mark. Um, mm. You don't have to involve, you don't need the graphic design department. Just put their logo on a billboard. That, that's 10 times better than saying, imagine what your logo might look like on a billboard. You know? Just put their logo on a billboard. Spec art. I mean, art. That's you know, the key you're, takeaway. You're buying, you know, you're selling real things. You're selling these real billboards. Don't sort of make people imagine them. Because if you're making, you're losing customers by trying to hope that they're going to imagine what they're trying to buy. If you were going to buy a couch, would you buy it? Would you imagine it and then be like, yeah, I think I'm going to buy this thing that you're describing to me. Oh, I sat on it. I put my feet up on the ottoman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a brown couch. You should buy it. It's brown. It's brown and it's, and it's six feet long. Okay. Perfect. I'll buy that couch. No, you won't. I used to sell cars. I used to sell cars, and 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 there was a, a saying I picked up from an old timer. He said, "The feel of the wheel is half the deal." Yeah, and whatever that application is to to, to out a home, it's something like spec I, art. It's something I, like live mockups. It's I, it's that. I did buy a car once though without driving it. So I I wrecked it. I had a car. I wrecked it. It's 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 like this car. There's not a lot of these cars, so I wrecked this car, and. Uh, um, I really wanted another one of the exact same car, exact same year. And I wanted the exact same color. And there was only like seven of these cars for sale in the country. So uh, I found the one. It was a different color. It was white instead of black. I called the rep, the, the, the guy at the automotive dealership. I asked him like four or five questions. And I'm like, okay, I'll take that car. And he's like, wait, what? I'm sure. <laughs> I'm like, this is the easiest sale you ever made. What kind of car was it? You can't keep us. What, what was it? Uh, it was uh, uh, a Mercedes uh, AMG CLA for that. Very cool. Very so, cool. Pretty hot car, but that's a hot car. Good. Yeah, good for you, yeah. Eric. Where can folks get in touch with you? How do they learn more about Lucid? Give them the Latin long. Um, just go, if you Google Lucid, L-U-C-I-T. People think it's D sometimes, which maybe kind of is, mm. is difficult. But L-U-C-I-T. It's Lucid. Um, Google that. You'll find our website. You'll find our. You'll find our app, and uh, uh, you can sort of read all about it there and learn all about it there. Yeah. And we'll link it in the, in the show notes below. It's been a ton of fun. We, yeah. uh, we covered a lot of ground and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to get this all in one place in one conversation and keep pushing great product. Look forward to, uh, look forward to catching up next time. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, if you found this episode to be helpful, please share it with somebody who could benefit. As always, make sure to smash that subscribe button wherever you're watching we're listening, and we'll see you all next time.
quarter century, I finally came to my senses. I finally got my hand up on the tinted Benz, kid. I see the world clear through my tinted lenses. With the dream and the drive, the possibilities endless. Now print that, send this all the way to Tokyo. Take a trip down south, down to Mexico. Next stop, Shanghai, the world-class trade show. First class all the way, cause that's how we roll. Yeah, call us the rock star businessman. Rocking shows, we handle business, man. We got our own future in the palm of our hands. Cause divided we fall and together we stand.